That's not right with a special presentation. Hey, it's uh, Dim. Just um, been getting a few messages about the uh, lack of podcasts. And as always, I thought I might as well put something up just to clarify, you know, one week someone couldn't do it, then the next week someone couldn't do it, then the next week someone else couldn't do it. So yeah, I've got um, got about three in the Arvo, and I thought I would just record something. Fucking, it's been a bit of shit not being able to do these podcasts, because a, a lot has actually been going on, and um, I don't know how in tune anyone else is with what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I feel kind of disjointed. I just came back from, um, just did some quick groceries. And, um, yeah, I went into Audi. I don't know if anyone's actually ever ever been into Audi. You know, apparently a lot of people go, yeah, a bit late to the party. I've been in Audi maybe twice in my entire life. Once I was in Germany, and I was disorientated and drunk, and dealing with the fact I was in another country. And, uh... Another time I actually followed someone into Audi, uh, like a mate of mine, not just someone random off the street. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've never actually paid attention, but I actually went into Audi today on advice of uh, Malaka to buy draft beer, super dry draft beer. Apparently it's like Asahi or just as good, if not as good, and it's the fraction of the price. And it was right. Yeah, there's a super dry variant in Audi for about 10 bucks a six-pack, which is yeah ridiculously cheap. Going to Woolies and Coles my entire life, and then going into Audi and actually paying attention, you feel like you're in, you feel like you're in this weird '80s supermarket from the States, like really dimly lit, and everything sort of throws you off because there's no no order, there's just shit everywhere, and you know you're walking along and it's like baby wipes, baby wipes, clam chowder, baby wipes, you know, pack of chips with like some weird mascot on it, and then um you know you get three chainsaws for twenty bucks and three year old Tibetan boy. <laughs> but I think the best part outside of the booze, like in the in the booze section, was um there was a bottle. I was on the phone with Michael. I was like raving about the uh, the uh, Asahi like beer, yeah, you know, Asahi Sun. Um, <laughs> yeah, but there was a bottle of bourbon sitting next to the Jim Beam white bottle of bourbon, and it was called Bluegrass Kentucky Bourbon. And it just looks exactly the same, white label, black, you know, ye old friggin' Texan whatever lettering. And I, it was about six bucks cheaper than the average bottle of Jim Beam White. And I said to, I said to Mike on the phone, I go, man, <laughs> this shit looks like the stuff that Axel Rose would have been drinking in the downtime of Guns N' Roses. <laughs> you know, like, when they when they when the promoter got the balls and the money to get the uh, not in this lifetime tour happening, they found Axl Rose slumped over in a you know trailer park or a hotel room covered in in bluegrass Kentucky bourbon bottles. <laughs> yeah, I'm just it's ridiculous. But yeah, do yourself a favour and either Google it or look it up or go and buy a bottle. I'm going maybe when I'm feeling braver, I might buy a bottle. But can't be that bad. Can't be like a Kentucky Riders or something. Like, um. <laughs> I was expecting that um that Kentucky dude, you know, from the Simpsons that they use in the logo of I don't know. I know Grandpa Simpson wears that white suit, you know, with the bolo tie, whatever it is, to promote his uh Simpson and Son the elixir. Anyway, um <laughs> uh, yeah, but 
the last couple of weeks have been eventful, and um, yeah, really, like I said before, it really has sucked that we haven't had a, a you know, general catch up with everyone. But um, yeah, I mean, you've had uh, the whole Trump's. Uh, I don't really want to start on Trump. <laughs> it's so depressing. Actually, this is this is sort of the. It's been two years since Trump came into uh, into play, <laughs> and um, it's finally coming to a head. It's sort of all balled over with his, uh, what's it called, his nomination in uh, Kavanaugh. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's actually been paying attention, but he really picked the prime cherry there for, the, for his nomination there. It's come out that Kavanaugh's, uh, you know, apparently sexually assaulted a bunch of women when he was in college and he claimed to be a straight peg and he was a good Christian who, you know, uh, went to church and uh, was a girl guide and <laughs> but um yeah it's come out it's funny because it's like every crack any any trump supporter out there that thinks they know what's going on you know you just follow just follow the trail of shit that's literally come seeping out of the pores of that entire gop in the last 12 to 24 months and just slowly slowly they're all just falling you look at his team that was set up, you know, go back six months and just see who was still left standing. And they've all pleaded guilty to shit, you know, whether it's embezzlement, fraud. <laughs> it's just funny. The only one that hasn't fallen yet is Trump. It's actually pretty funny. It's sad, but it's funny. Um, but, you know, then he's got Avenatti and the, the rest of the, the squad just coming after him, you know. He's lied about paying off a porn star, then he lied about the lying, and then his lawyer was lying about lying for lying. <laughs> it's really funny. Like, if you just watch, you know, like, even a Jake Tapper or even Colbert, you know, they do a nice little wrap-up, or uh, Seth Meyers even. These are comedians, but, you know, they're not left or right. They just look at the what's actually happening, and then they whittle it down, and it's, it's just hilarious. Like, you know, <laughs> he actually hasn't done shit. And then the only person he's actually praised in the last last six months, the only person who's just had a positive word to say anything about it was uh, Kim Jong-un. <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, fuck Trump. I can't, I can't be bothered. Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. There's all types of shit going on. You know, we had the granny. I don't know if anyone watching the footy at all, especially in you know, Melbourne or whatever. Most poxy-ass granny ever. That's in the grand final series, but the grand final itself was pretty good. I really, as a Carlton supporter, you know, it was really hard to pick a team. I didn't care for Collingwood to win it, and I really just wanted Bucks to do it for all the shit that he's copped over the last couple, you know, years of his his coaching tenure. Every year, you know, he, he wins two, and they think they're ready for the flag, and then he loses two in a row, and they're calling for him to be sacked. I mean, I think Collingwood supporters are more fickle than uh, Carlton supporters. Uh, but, you know... Having said that, he did get them to the granny, so that says something. You can't exactly sack the bloke on that. You know, unless you're Carlton, <laughs> you sack your coach after he gets you to a prelude. <laughs> uh, Christ, they're terrible. Uh, um, I don't know. I've been, I've been a judge. I've had to bail from even setting up a podcast over the last couple of weeks because of, um, yeah, I'd mentioned it, that I'd gone back to doing early sort of shifts, so my body clock's still out of whack, and then just trying to get everything in order and blah, 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 blah. So that's been kind of hard. Um, yesterday was actually, was it yesterday? I went, fucking, I don't even know. What day is it today? Friday. Friday. That was two days ago. Was it two days ago? Yeah, I was driving. Yeah, it was two days ago. I had an hour to myself, so I went and got um, some ink done. 
I don't know how, but um, yeah, I was driving along and I've seen this bloke. I had a mini meltdown over the last week because I bought a jacket not that long ago. It's just a cheap jacket, you know, I don't know, 670 bucks, this that ass thing. And I was positive I'd lent it to a mate and then I was waiting for an Uber on the day of the granny. <laughs> Full circle by myself. I've been, what, talking fucking five seconds, I don't even know. I thought I'd lent it, and I was waiting for the Uber to, to get to my house, and just as it's rocked up, I said, you know what, I'm going to put on that the jacket, you know, and um, I've gotten up to grab it, wasn't in the cupboard, and sort of hit panic stations, and went, you yeah, know, where the hell is it, and I said, oh, fuck it, I'm running late, so I forgot about it, and then when I got home, I went on like a mad search, I was half, you know, washed up on beers, and I went on a mad search over the next 24 hours to find this damn thing, and I couldn't find it. So I started retracing the steps, you know, checking my car a thousand times like it magically appeared under a seat. <laughs> um, couldn't find it, retraced to the point where I actually called a venue up where I thought I may have been wearing it, like, you know, a week ago or whatever. Caught up a mate that, you know, I was positive I'd lent it to and, you know, said, you know, keep looking. And, um, yeah, that was, that really set me into a spin, mostly because I'm, I, chastising myself because i'm an idiot and um i shouldn't be wasting money like that but then you know i'm going to might have gone run out and get more ink but um i realized that that actual jacket had been discontinued so i couldn't actually buy another one and it really put me into a shit spin to the point where um (laughs) when i was cleaning up i was looking up through the cupboard looking for shit you know looking through the cupboard to find it i couldn't find it but all i could find was all this shit that had been sitting in there for years that I hadn't worn, and I'm pretty usually pretty good, you know, with uh, getting rid of um, stuff that I don't wear, you know, to give to the needy or whatever, to, you know, donate it. So I got angry with myself, because I'm like, why am I holding on to this crap that, you know, I don't wear, and someone could be using it, and what's wrong with me? And I sort of said to myself, look at you, you idiot, you're being so petty, and, you know... <laughs> <laughs> you've been so materialistic it's just a fucking jacket you should be helping other people so like as a madman like i did some spring cleaning and just filled two garbage bags one garbage bag worth of, of clothes you know to donate i felt really proud and as i was driving to get this ink done i was sat at the lights and as a bloke he's just passed me like he's walking across completely nonchalant like out of it yeah i'll never forget his face man he looked like a poor man's um What's his name from um, Megadeth? Dave Mustaine. <laughs> he looked like a poor man's Dave Mustaine. He had a camo backpack and uh, like a hoodie or whatever, long hair, like hood pulled on. It was I had the windows down, man. I was wearing a singlet. <laughs> yeah, he was walking along and he was drinking like a Jimmy can. He's like tipping it into his mouth like a Jim Beam black, just like guzzling this can as he's walking along like a main road at the lights. But that wasn't even the funny part. The funny part was his leg, his his jeans had been, on one leg had been torn to shreds from like the knee down. And I said, shit, okay, did he get mauled by a dog or something? And then as he's sort of gone past me, I've looked, I've seen a bit more and he's had these black like teeth marks on his, on his calf. Oh, fuck me, man. This guy, he's just walking along drinking a can of Jimmy. And he's, he's literally got half a pant leg just shredded to fucking coleslaw. And I'm sitting here falling apart because I've lost a jacket. Like, fuck, man. You, you need help. Like, not the bloke, me. Like, get your priorities in order, man. <laughs> um, 
Oh, I don't know. Uh, shit's gone all over the joint. Uh, <laughs> uh, there really isn't much more to say. I mean, I, I like anyone that listens to this shit knows that I don't like talking to myself. Um, <laughs> I don't know that that whole thing—the jacket and the guy with the leg and all that—really puts shit into perspective. Um, yeah, you know, you know what fucking pisses me off? This pissed me off. I was at Woolies again, and they had um. What's it called? I was in line, and oh, this fucking woman was in front of me, man. She had like a bag of kibble and like 80 packets of chocolate ice cream and God knows what else, man. It's meant to be express. I normally don't get shit about that, but I was literally holding one chicken breast and some anchovies, you know, and some Caesar salad sauce in a bottle, and like that was it. Yeah, they look at you, and it's like, oh, you're making chicken Caesar salad, are you? It's like, no, I'm making tacos. <laughs> um... But I'm just sitting there waiting for the kibble. I'm just looking around, trying not to get flustered. And there was a sign on the on the uh, register thing. It said, oh, you know, don't buy a wreath or a fucking, I don't know what, but buy something to donate to the um, the drought fund. Yeah, they've got a drought fund for the farmers that are going through drought. And I thought, that is so fucking rich, man. Like, you know, a couple years ago, the farm, the, the all the big supermarkets basically joined hands and said, you know, lower your fucking prices because we're going to stop buying it for uh, buying shit from you. So the farmers, you know, had to basically get down on their knees and keep pumping crap out at cost, <laughs> at below cost, to appease the supermarket gods, and it's run them into the ground apparently because now you know the droughts come in or the floods or the you know famine or pestilence or whatever it is or Pauline Hansen <laughs> yeah and um they're asking for help now like you know now the supermarkets have got the audacity to ask you know the shoppers to donate more money to help the people that they actually broke that, that decimated you know but at the same time yeah it brings up that fucking that old argument that I'd mentioned it on a podcast maybe like two three years ago and I have this all the time every time you know there's a relief for Usually it's for the farmers, you know. It's always, I mean, every time there's a, a every time there's a sort of relief thing for farmers based on drought or floods or, you know, whatever scomo. Um, you know, they say, oh, you got to think of the farmers and these poor bastards and blah blah blah. And I, I bring up that same conversation I had with that bloke when I worked, you know, back in the day. I was a lot younger, so you know, I generally would shoot my mouth off a lot more. And I said, you know, well, why can't they get another job? You know. And I said, what do you mean? I said, well, why don't these farmers just find another source of income? You know, it's like, oh, you can't do that because, you know, you can't say that because that's all they know. You know, it's four generations. I said, yeah, but big fuck. Like, you know, and I remember bringing up my old man as an, an, uh, an example. Okay, he's a he's a butcher. Okay, he, he's worked in shops his entire life, but not only all the little butcher shops getting shut out now because the supermarkets are buying dirt cheap meat. You know, and then people can't afford to sustain shops. Okay, so what's your man going to do if, you know, shop goes, shop goes bust and he has to... They say, that's it. Okay, is anyone going to donate to him? It's like, oh, it's not the same thing, blah, blah, blah. can just get another job. It's like, yeah, but then the fucking farmers can get another job. You know, it's a big argument. And I usually get, not criticised, it's when I bring up the... People usually generally fly off and start attacking me for it, saying, you know, I'm very self... Uh, not self-absorbed, but just... Uh, 
I don't have any sympathy to the farmers, you know, and, you know, they, they live out in the country and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, hang on, man. Number one, they live out in the fucking country. Every country town's a metropolis now, you know. You go, go to Mildura and fucking skyscrapers over the, the border of Baronga. But, you know, and that's the thing. I've, I've got family in agriculture, and I, I remember going up 10 years ago with my uncle, uh, visiting my uncle or whatever, and we'd be driving around with the old plots of uh, vineyards and stuff where, and I said, where the hell is everything? He says, people can't afford to maintain them anymore. So they're selling up and, you know, start either selling up for, prop, uh, for real estate or open up other sort of businesses or something, you know, or leaving. And, you know, I was saying this the other day. I had the same, you know, same conversations been sort of floating around. And I said, you know, these farmers are sitting on land. They could easily just sell. Okay, ultimately, it feels like we're just paying for them to maintain an income doing what they want to do. It's like, well, that's all they know. It's like, yeah, but, you know, my, same argument again. My, all my old man knows is to be a butcher. Okay, if I become unemployed, why would I be considered employable? Because, you know, I live in Melbourne. I mean, I've been trying to get a job doing what I want to be doing for years, and I, I can't. That's why I'm in warehouses. I don't do logistics because I love it. I do it because it was available. And then, you know, you got to remember, I, I had someone say to me the other day, you know, farmers, there are no poor farmers because, I mean, you think about it, people make an investment like a career or whatever, and they consider, you know, when, when you look at the career itself or, you know, not even a career, a job, because there's a big difference between a job and a career. You know, this is what white-collar people don't understand, you know, the difference between a job and a career. You know, you look at a job... You know, people offer me jobs on the, you know, I got offered a job, for example, I got offered a job on the other side of town at a mate's warehouse running it. And I said, well, what are you going to pay me? And he gave me a number and I said, mate, I go, you're going to give me a company car and credit card for fuel as well? He said, no, you nuts. Go, all right, so I've got to travel minimum hour and 20 each way every day to do the same job I'm doing now. So people will give up a job because it's not economically feasible anymore, you know, something changes, so it's like, well, stuff it, I'm earning 50 bucks an hour, 50, 50 bucks a week less or whatever, and can't maintain it. In order to maintain a, an agriculture, agricultural farm, you know, or livestock or whatever, that's a big investment. So you don't just do it for a year and say, yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> like you forecast, you know, droughts, you know, extra GST or whatever else they want to bring in. Okay, all these things, they're variables you consider when starting a business. So if you've got the the land, it's pretty well established. Like, you didn't just buy it and then stop after 10, 10 weeks, you know, to your first grains that are going to be produced or your first livestock, you know, your first calf that you can slaughter and send out. It doesn't come for another year. You know, so these are all things that you look at. And, uh, yeah, a friend of mine, a relative or whatever, said to me, you know, we shouldn't be paying for bad businessmen. There are no poor farmers. I mean, people talk about the farmers, and usually it's the, the uh, pollies that do it. You know, they, they've neglected tariffs that decimate all the, the agriculture in Australia. Well, you know, 10 years ago, you had people in Mildura that couldn't afford to grow oranges anymore to the Australian public, but they were importing, exporting them out to China and Japan, go to Japan and buy one of our oranges, and they cost, you know, gold bullion coin, but we're bringing in garlic from Spain and Mexico because it's cheaper. Anyway, I'm, I'm rambling. But, you know, that's the problem. 
people, especially in the city, that have no idea, they get all nostalgic. Like every farmer out there is, you know, old, old Leslie, you know, with the Akubra standing on a bale of hay, you know, shirtless with like grandson and great grandson all taking on the family trade. You know, it's fine if, you know, Leslie was a man of the earth, but then you've got, you know, Leslie the third, who's an ice junkie, <laughs> spends all his weekends in Ballarat. <laughs> So that's the problem, you know. I guarantee you if you start describing the, the old farmers out, you know, past um, Oyen or, I don't even know, man, like name some some regional Victorian town with farm farmland. Um, you know, I bet you but if you started describing them as, uh, you know, good old Tran Long, who's uh, planting cauliflower and potatoes, they wouldn't give two shits about it. They'd look at him like it was a triad and it was definitely running cocaine rings. <laughs> look, we are inherently racist in this country, and I can guarantee you that's another thing that aids this whole uh, help the farmers shit. <laughs> I'm telling you, no one's picturing poor uh, Tran Long out there, you know, starving. Everyone's picturing Leslie with the Akubra. The funny part is, is Leslie with the Akubra is more likely to have 30 Cambodians living in a... Uh, Shipping container houses. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm just too cynical these days. I'm not even cynical. I just don't care anymore. I got to. I got to look after myself. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This this country has gone astray. I remember. I, you probably would have read about the um, what's it called? The shark attacks. Yeah, another another shark up north apparently nibbled on some kid swimming around too, too fucking deep. So what did they do? They retaliated by destroying two tiger sharks. But I remember watching the news, the news report on it and the audacity of the reporter, you know. We're not quite sure if these sharks were involved in the attack, but they've been destroyed. <laughs> what, what the fuck, man? <laughs> in other words... So, like, our our prejudices and our, you know, ethnic cleansing ways are sort of just leaning towards the sharks now, like, towards animals. You know, it's one thing if you're walking down Dandenong and, you know, the radio blares out that, you know, two uh, men of African descent were seen, you know, illegally entering a milk bar after hours and then all of a sudden half a dozen black guys get beaten. <laughs> you know, like, that's standard. We can deal with that. But these fucking sharks, poor things, man. Like, people are swimming around in their feed lands and then they wonder why they get nibbled on. And what's the retaliation? They just go out and kill two sharks that were seen in the vicinity. You know, like, we got them. <laughs> what's, what's that going to do? Like, ward off the rest of the sharks? And one of them turns around, it's like, what happened to Bob? You know, oh, fucking Bob. <laughs> it makes no sense. They're blind, man. They'll, they'll come up with some other theory, you know, the sharks, are, there'll be one, that's the madness of it as well, people are so fucking bored in this country because we don't pay attention to anything, and we're just all, you know, mechanical, <laughs> people are so fucking bored, there'll be a group of protesters protecting the sharks, you know, they're free animals, blah blah blah, then there'll be another group of protesters saying, these sharks are animals, they need to be killed, it's like, well, yeah, they are animals, but and then there'll be another group of counter-protesters, and they'll be saying shit like these sharks have been tormented for years, they've got PTSD or something. You know, we need to analyse them before. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm fucking rambling. 
<laughs> uh, you know what? I think people need to be better educated as far as uh, considering we're so proud of the flora and fauna <laughs> this, on this land. People need to be better better educated about that sort of stuff. I used to get into arguments with people over hunting and things. They're like, oh, it's cruelty, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I bring up the argument about the rabbits, you know, being pests and you can't... It costs too much money to manage, you know, feral animals on a farmer's property that are destroying crops. And it's like, well, they should never have been brought here. It's like, yeah, well, you can't deal with, you know, what the uh, the pilgrims <laughs> and the convicts did you know, 200 years ago, but you can deal with what the effect is right now and then work backwards if you want to start there. While you're at it, you can ask the uh, local indigenous tribes <laughs> how they feel about it as well. Yeah, but we, we don't write every wrong. We just write the rights that make sense for the white. And that's right. Anyway, but yeah, I, I think kids would be better off. Uh, kids would be a lot better off getting taught about that sort of shit in school. You know, like even with the, the ruse, you know, overpopulating up north and then they sent the uh, marines up there to uh, exterminate them. <laughs> There's another fucking irony. You know, the ruse have uh, overpopulated some island up north, so they send in literally rangers and marines to clean them up eth- uh, ethically and uh, effectively. But then you've got, you know, a wannabe terrorist holding half a dozen people at hostage and we stand around with uh, TV cameras and just wait. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. This country's fucked. Yeah, <laughs> I I get angry when the world sort of makes fun of us as being bumpkins and yokels or, you know, inherently racist and like the Serena Williams thing. It's like, you know what? We're racist, but we're not racist because of that. You know, that, that's a joke. Yeah, it's getting harder and harder to justify being Australian. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think I'm done. Uh, yeah, I th- I think I'm done. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we we don't want it. Uh, there really isn't much more going on. I thought there's actually more that's happened in the last couple of weeks, but there really hasn't. You know, unless you get that bombshell, what was it I was reading about today? Um, the Bachelor <laughs> back in the news. I this one complete. I think my um my selective hearing is really starting to work, and I'm just starting to fall deeper and deeper into a hole where I'm not paying attention to mainstream tv anymore and footy's gone as well so there's no point but yeah this last bachelor season completely bypassed me i had that guy from the uh the jock ads with the mo i don't know who he is Uh, he's a footy player he's a footy player but i don't actually know anything about his career but you know there was a big uh big meltdown because he cheated and not literally cheated on on anyone but yeah yeah there was two women left at the end and uh he didn't pick any of them because, you know, he wasn't feeling it. <laughs> Everyone's gone into meltdown because he didn't give them a finale that, you know, they wanted. <laughs> They're forcing people to pair off now, you know, and be miserable. And I asked the question, how many of these fucking bachelor and bachelorette hookups have ever lasted? I can't think of any. Sophie Monk married that, that old fart with the uh, helicopter, jammed him for a bit, and then, <laughs> and then they broke up. Well done. <laughs> you know, like that, that's a much better story than a guy that said, you know what, I'm not feeling either of yours. Like, probably the most mature response. And now they're coming down. Then, was it Lisa Wilkinson, I think? was There was a report about a report on The Bachelor. You know, I don't know what ScoMo's done. I, I saw something about him saying a prayer. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But I know more about The Bachelor than I do ScoMo, and I've ignored The Bachelor completely. 
just popped up when I was reading, eating my uh, Fruit Loops. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I can't. Um, yeah, fuck it. I'll leave it there. I can't. Um, yeah, hopefully next week we'll be able to get an episode off the ground. But it will be getting busy because I know Nick's working a lot more now, especially with the seasons. And I'm same with me. I'm, I'm working a lot more. And um, we're going to be moving HQ in a little while. So there's that to prep for as well. So please be patient. Um, if you've got any questions or queries, you know, shoot them through. Maybe I can answer them, you know, on behalf of everyone or do another one of these. You know, every little bit, you know, adds to it. Um, thanks again for all your support. 2018 has been pretty big. And, um, yeah, it's been really good. Um, yeah, we always appreciate seeing your comments and your notes and stuff. So, yeah, please like, please keep liking, sharing and following. Um, please do us the favour and just share it with, you know, five people you speak to regularly that may not know about us and do listen to podcasts, you know. Um, a lot of uh, I get the a lot of people ask me for content, but then tell me that they haven't caught up on everything at the same time. I don't quite understand. Fuck, we're fucking idiots. <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully we'll get an episode up with everyone. Everyone, I mean, we'll get an episode up soon. But um, yeah, thanks for listening and uh, keep liking, sharing, and following. <laughs>